The Burroughs of Berea is a conversational podcast. We study the Bible and we talk about it. Not all of us are of the same faith, and one of us doesn't actually have a faith. And that's wonderful. We all love one another, and we're going to continue to talk about these things. The things we believe in and the things we believe about what we read in the Bible. Not all of these are necessarily true. Some of it is opinion and speculation. Thank you for listening and speculating with us. There you go. That was good. Yes. You are listening to the Burroughs of Berea. Welcome back to the Burroughs of Berea. On my left is Slick Billy Kimsey. Hello. To my right is Cherry Lewis. Hello. Behind the glass is Andy Bishop of Giraffe Studio. Hey. Rocket Man. That one when did didn't I go over Rocket Man? I don't know. I just said it, and I was like, that was dumb. But you, you <laughs> said it, like, last week, I think. I did. Did you? Yeah. Really? Okay. I said, in Rocket Man, Andy Bishop. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, why did I call him Rocket Man? I don't know. And Rick the Vest Man wearing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yes. Rick the Vest. Yeah. yeah I discovered that if I unzip it, I don't look as fat <laughs> as if I zip it. Because if I zip the vest, then I've got this giant basketball in the front. I know? think you should just lose the shirt. Go full <laughs> Chippendale. <laughs> Chip and Rick. Chip and Rick. Yes. So. Exactly. Yeah. Well, if you do it right, your your man boobs will distract from your stomach. There you go. They'll you gotta, stick out the yeah. sides. My yeah, boobs. They'll stick out My the sleeves. Boobs. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Nice. So if you guys... We've been waiting for this. Ralph's not here, but I am not backing down. We are going to have this, this episode. This is a go, go this episode. This is the one. Okay. Okay. So you got everything ready? I, I don't know if I'm ready, but yeah, I, I've got some some stuff. Yeah. It better be good. <laughs> <laughs> How about you, Cherry? Did you get any ready? Right. No? no? Come on! I'm not a jokester. I just laugh at everything, but I don't come up with anything. Come on! Come on, man. I think come too on, much of the time. Sorry, yeah, I know, right, bro. Come Turn. on, bro. So what you got? So I said earlier, uh, as a little disclaimer... And now that Billy's here in the studio, okay, this is yeah. We're not making fun of the Bible, exactly, exactly. Because if you run this podcast the first, people will think we're making fun of the Bible. Correct? Yeah, yeah. No, I believe I believe the Bible is God's word mm-hmm. wholeheartedly, and, yeah, and I yeah, believe it. Yeah, and I, I would far be it for me to ever want to make fun of something like that. That's not what my intention is. However, it is very funny to read some of these verses and not being in that culture and think, "What in the world is going on?" You know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. If you didn't believe or, or or whatever, and you just pulled some of these out of text, you'd be like, "Seriously." Seriously, you're wasting two hours of your Sunday every day sitting in church listening to this? Listening to this? Uh, pretty much the whole book of what? what is this? The Song of so- Solomon? Yeah, Solomon? pretty. you yeah. could read the entire Song of Solomon and be like... Yeah, if you started there, yeah. you're out. You know, <laughs> you're out. <laughs> I mean, and it's supposed to be a romantic book. And I've actually heard people preach out of the Song of Solomon. Really? Me too. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. Like I around Valentine's it. Day or, you know, just... No. Uh, this guy was just... It was actually... Um, he was a young preacher, and he was from. It was over at WGCR. He was a young. Yeah. He was like he was a Mexican uh, that was going back, I think, to be a missionary. And it was br- it was a brilliant really? sermon. Yeah, okay. it was really okay. really good. But you know, when I read it, I didn't see any of that. And then he like he expounded on it. And I was yeah. like, oh, okay, now I see what you're talking about. Okay, like so, it's a romantic. It's actually very erotic. <laughs> give him give him just a few because uh, I, I just glanced over it. And I was like, okay, this is this is way out of my. I mean, as far as like the is, boobies and all that stuff. <laughs> Put your shirt back on, Rick. <laughs> I got my vest on, bro. 
Bra. Oh, that's a good that's Bra. a good look. Yeah. No shirt, but vest. Yeah. yeah. A very Fabio. So Air in the breeze. The you know. Song of Songs, which is Solomon's. All right. This is the son of David. Uh considered the wisest man whenever God said, What do you want? And he said, Give me the wisdom to lead your people. So a lot of people would have asked for riches. He didn't. He asked for wisdom. God gives him wisdom. And then he gives them the richest too. So he's like the richest king, the wisest king. People from all over the world came to see him judge because he was so brilliant. All right, so let's start off. It says, uh, let him kiss me with the kisses of his mouth. I mean, what other options are there? Yeah, yeah. For your love is better than wine. Your anointing oils are fragrant. Your name is oil poured out. Therefore, virgins love you. Draw me after you. Let us run. The king has brought me into his chambers. We will exult and rejoice in you. We will extol your love more than wine. Rightly do they love you. I am very dark, but lovely. Oh, your daughters. voice is getting there. You're, you oh. got to. You got to. I think a little more. Barry White. A, a little more Batman. Oh, oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> your voice is no, very not dark. the Kool Aid guy. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> I am very dark. But lovely, O oh, daughters of Jerusalem, like the tents of Kedar, like the curtains of Solomon, do not gaze at me because I am dark, because the sun has looked upon me. So, you know, it, and it goes on and on. It's like yeah, your it's eyes not, are like shimmering corn. And is, there's only what, seven chapters? Corn? Eight chapters done? <laughs> I don't know. I can tell you in moments. Well, yeah. I, it's, I don't it's think not I've ever too. seen shimmering corn. It's not. <laughs> I'm going to say that to my, to my wife. You should say like, it tonight. <laughs> Baby, your eyes are like shimmering corn. <laughs> you look a little jaundice. <laughs> so, what did you bring? Let's um, hear. Let's hear a few of let, them. Let's hear. Um, well, I've got some of them that is, um, but they've they've kind of put them in their own contents. Um, but like, uh, I, I, let me just read this one straight from the Bible because this is one of my favorites. And uh, you might have to like. Tell me the story before, because you said you read the Bible, right? And and you pretty much know a lot about it. Yeah. So, I mean, so like you said, you just pull these out and you're like, oh, that's funny. But there might be. And if we uh, don't, if we don't know, we can just read the surrounding context yeah, might and be see what's going on. Something cool. But this one comes from Isaiah 36, 12. Um, oh, yeah. I've got that in uh, here. Hath my master sent me to thy master and to thee to speak these words? Hath he not sent me to the men that sit upon the wall? that they may eat their own dung and drink their own piss with you. I mean, that's, <laughs> it's in there. I mean, that's, that's nice. Yeah. I mean that I don't even understand what's going on. Now. <laughs> <laughs> is there an ESV version of that? There is. That's a, uh, it's Isaiah. Uh, what? That's straight from, uh, Patches O'Hooli, O'Hulahan. So that, what was that? Isaiah, what? 36, 36, 12. Yeah. Thirty six twelve. So let's get the ESV. I've, I've requested a reread. Well, <laughs> let's see. It's um, like at a spelling bee when they're like, use it in a sentence. Yeah. Yes. Uh, let's see. Let's let's go back a little bit. What was that? Verse twelve. Yeah. Then Eliakim, Shebna, and Joah said to the Rabshakeh, "Please speak to your servants in Aramaic, for we understand it. Do not speak to us in the language of Judah, within the hearing of the people who are on the wall." But the Rabshakeh said, has my master sent me to speak these words to your master and to you and not to the men sitting on the wall who are doomed with you to eat their own dung and drink their own urine? I like I like the King James version a little bit better. <laughs> it's like the man that pisseth against the wall or yes. something. <laughs> right. So doomed who are doomed with you, comma. I yeah. felt like, okay, who are, who are doomed do, no, with who you. Who are doomed with you to eat their own dung and drink their own urine. Um 
I have no idea what the context of this is. I'd have to read the entire chapter. And so if you guys want to know what it's about, go to Isaiah 36, read the whole thing. You'll hear about eating your own poop and uh, peeing on the wall. Nice one. So uh, I did find another one from Song of Solomon. It's pretty funny. Oh, really? Your teeth are like a flock of newly shorn ewes. Better than donkey. Not just any sheep. Newly shorn. (laughs) Newly shorn ewes. So just a little fuzz on those teeth. (laughs) With... <laughs> which have come up from their washing. Oh. So it's like right after freshly brushed teeth. Yeah. Um, all of which bear twins. So she was buck toothed yeah. and not one among them has lost her young. <laughs> so full, just full of slightly, just slightly hairy, but clean teeth. <laughs> like like they just mouth, came out of a lake somewhere. But a mouth just slammed full of them. Huh? Yeah. <laughs> What have you got, Billy? What else you got, man? Um, hold on, I'm still looking. Keep Did you it. ever get the one about Elisha? Like, at, right, so I'm going to give you the backstory. It's the one about the guys that called him bald head. Did you see that one? Yes, I did see uh, that one. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to okay. give the backstory of it, and then I okay. want you to read that one. So find it. Well, let me see if I can find it. Find yeah, it. The find balding, it. the balding man, or whatever. Yeah. So here's the deal. Elijah is a very well-known prophet, okay? And it's talked about in the New Testament. He wears, he's got, he's the guy with the camel jacket. You know, not John the Baptist, but Elijah from the Old Testament. And there's this moment, he brings on Elisha, who was a farmer. He leaves his trade. He basically leaves the plow and he goes and he follows Elijah. And he is about to take on the mantle of Elijah. So Elijah is this amazing prophet doing these, he's made the rain stop and all of Israel for three and a half years. He has raised a young boy to life. Um, she had this, what was it? Unending oil, unending food or something like meal, whenever she oh, made a cake. Yeah, With the, the widow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, just this amazing man. And so right as Elijah is leaving, he's being taken up in a whirlwind of fire, like on the chariots of fire. He's, he doesn't die. and He gets taken up to heaven and, and he throws his mantle down and Elisha gets it. And Elisha is now the prophet of God, and he's getting ready to go do something. So he goes a couple places. Did you find it yet? Yeah, yeah. And so let's hear about Elisha. And he went up from thence into Bethel. And as he was going up by the way, there came forth little children out of the city and mocked him and said unto him, Go up there, bald head. Go up, though bald head. And then he turned back and looked on them and cursed them in the name of the Lord. And then there came forth two she bears out of the woods and tore forty and forty and two children of them. <laughs> <laughs> she bears. <laughs> Go, bald man. <laughs> so basically, kids, never make fun of anybody that's bald, especially if it's a prophet. It looks, so Elijah's just like, like, all right, George let's Costanza. Test- when I, you know, Jerry. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, he's. <laughs> I am the master of my own domain. No, he, he's basically like cracking the knuckles. All right, let's see how this prophecy let's stuff works. works. He's heading up to Bethel, and these kids are like, "Yeah, go up there, Baldy. Yeah, Baldy. You know, how kids are. Oh yeah, that guy would never make it at my house. <laughs> no, <laughs> oh, no. And then he turns. My, he would never live through my wife. I mean, he can't take a couple kids calling him bald. <laughs> <laughs> my wife's favorite subject to joke about. And then here he comes. He turns around and he curses them. And these two female bears, <laughs> and he kills 42 kids. <laughs> he just kills 42 kids. And then the next verse is like, and then he went up to Samaria. And I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> 
You got any more, Billy? Oh, uh, yeah. Let's see here. What else we got? Let me, I, I like to, because some of these that you look up are better if you read them straight out of the Bible. Does that make sense? Sure. Yeah. How about I read a funny proverb while you're looking up yours? Ooh, I, I had a proverb. Do you? Somewhere. Uh, you give me yours. About like a gold ring? Uh, this was talking about a wife, I think. Oh, yeah. You can have that one. <laughs> I'm, new, I'm a newlywed. Oh, yeah. That's right. You can't. You, you Proverbs eleven twenty two. Like a gold ring in a pig's snout is a beautiful woman who shows no discretion. Do the math. In a pig's Like a gold ring in a pig's snout is a beautiful woman who shows no now, discretion. Now, as a farmer, we put rings in pigs' noses to keep them from rooting. Okay. Same scenario here. Hey, uh, listen. Read that yeah, one wow. more time. Yeah. Read that one more time. See, I, I'm glad we got the farmer's perspective. That's yeah, right. Yeah. That, that adds a whole dimension to this. You know, I mean. So yeah. like a gold ring in a pig's snout. So obviously you wouldn't want to put a really high precious metal ring into a pig's snout. Because they're going to root, right? Well, yeah. Well, yeah. What's the I'm, purpose I'm, of putting something of great value? So here it is. I guess then the reason for putting a ring in a pig's snout doesn't change the meaning of the saying, which is what I was wondering if it was going to happen. But no, I guess it doesn't. Yeah. Like a gold ring in a pig's snout is a beautiful woman who shows no discretion. Yeah. yeah, it's yeah. Still, it still is wild to my brain. So... <laughs> Yeah. So what's your proverb? So so it's a pretty way to keep what is okay, if this is a metaphor, what is the pig Would rooting? Would that be kind of like a waste or kind of like if it, it's a gold ring, you wouldn't waste it in that in that pig capacity. Snout, no, no so. that's I, I mean that's absolutely a hundred percent what it's about. But uh but I'm just like I'm looking for the deeper, more awkward <laughs> metaphor. <laughs> Hey, so let's think about a beautiful, woman, a beautiful woman that shows no discretion. What is yeah. that? Is that a woman that bears all, shows all? Yeah, that's a that husband's property. You don't want your wife showing all of her goods to everyone. But it didn't say wife. It just said yeah, woman. Yeah, it just said woman. Well, I think it's, yeah, it's just a woman. Woman could be just a harlot. A pig. She could just be a, a wife. It's just a pig with a gold. Just put a just gold ring in her nose. some bing, bing. Maybe she's a gold digger. <laughs> bling, bling. Bling, bling. The pig digs. That's true. Maybe. Gold ring, keep them from gold digging. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> Maybe. Mm. I say she's a gold digger. <laughs> she take my money. <laughs> but she's rooting in a mud hole. Not okay. if I put a ring in her nose, she won't. That stops them from rooting. That's interesting. Yeah. See? Yeah, Darren, see, we it, learned. It's, it's, it's crazy. Okay, so the middle part of the nose, if you can picture the two nostrils, right? And a mm -hmm. big snout. So you just take a, you just, it's not even really a ring. Well, if you took a ring and cut it in half, so you've got two pointy, mm -hmm. and I'm, I don't know why I'm doing that on a podcast showing you guys. But uh, anyways, if you can imagine cutting a circle and spreading it apart, mm -hmm. and the two ends of that is sharp, you take it and mash it into their nose. So that so every time they go to dig, it, it hurts. Mm -hmm. um, so that, that keeps them from rooting. It keeps them from rooting out of the pen or the pasture or whatever, if you have like free Roman pigs. Oh, it's like a waste of her beauty. It's oh, a waste yeah. because she, you're taking a gold ring into a pig snout. So you're trying to prevent this thing from, you know, it's going to hurt itself with this costly piece of jewelry, basically. Yeah. And she is something to be valued. She's the gold in that. Uh-huh. And so her no discretion, it's its like a waste of her beauty. She has no discretion. She's just basically giving herself away for nothing. It envisions her with all that power and, uh, and wasting She's giving it, herself away. It's so, useless. Yeah. She's made herself useless. 
Yeah. Oof, okay. that's rough. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and that's hard. I like it. Oh, What's no, your proverb? No. You got another one? No, I yeah, don't now, like Now, this that. one, uh, I looked this one up in the Bible, and it wasn't the same way. Um, so, I, I don't know what this is. If, if uh, It's probably just a different English version. Well, that or to make it more funny. Maybe. Uh, you know, so anyway, I'll read it. It's... Uh, it says Proverbs 27, 15, and 16. A quarrelsome wife is as annoying as a constant dripping on a rainy day. Stopping her complaints is like trying to stop the wind or trying to hold something with greased hands. I have no comment. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Because it's raining or the other yeah. part. <laughs> Has your wife listened to this podcast? No. <laughs> no. And she won't. <laughs> Not this one, anyway. <laughs> so look that up for me, Rick. Which uh, one is it? Uh, Proverbs twenty-seven. Look it up. Uh, what what version are you going with now? I use the English Standard Version. All right, try twenty-seven, fifteen, and sixteen. All right, let's see how it goes. See how that one goes. A continual dripping on a rainy day and a quarrelsome wife are alike. To restrain her is to restrain the wind, or to grasp oil in one's right hand. So that's the ESV. Let's try the common English. Let's see what it says. It's similar. Well, it should, it should. should have looked up something about an old grumpy husband. The constant dripping on <laughs> a rainy day. In there. It, listen, all something. you've got to do is put thou shalt together and create your own. At the end of the podcast, I have like 20 that I made up my, my own verses, which is going to be fun. <laughs> Wait till you hear about the toilet seat. <laughs> the constant dripping on a rainy day and a contentious woman are alike. Anyone who can control her can control the wind or pick up oil in his hand. Okay. Okay. There oh, you go. Yeah. So, okay. so it's all a little different. Yeah. Yeah, can't control her. <clears throat> Put a ring in her snout. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have Proverbs twenty one nineteen? I don't think I have that one. It says, it is better to dwell in the wilderness than with a contentious and an angry woman. Amen. <laughs> <laughs> Let that be a lesson to you, kids. Learn it early. <laughs> Catch on quick. Learn it early. <laughs> and that's why, see, listen, whenever the man goes into the garage, that's the wilderness. That's our wilderness. He's that's trying all we to got. get out of it. Like, <laughs> that's all we got. You know, and you walk out and he takes a hammer to a, you know, a perfectly good engine. Because <laughs> 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 you know, like, the, the wilderness has got she bears in it. Okay? And we stay, <laughs> we're staying away from she bears. <laughs> yeah, exactly. By the way, this kid called me Baldy and I killed him. <laughs> Wow. So uh, I've uh, got I've got this one. I, did you get any from Ezekiel about the uh, making the barley cake? No. I All got right. some about uh, foreskin and Mo Moses and stuff. I'll let you okay. have that okay. one. Okay. Foreskin and Moses. That's a new <laughs> band coming out in 2022. <laughs> Very well, he replied. I allow you cow's dung in place of human excrement. Bake your bread on that. Yeah. Ezekiel 4.12. Now, before that... It says, and you shall eat it as a barley cake, baking it on the site on human dung. Mm. Okay, why? so this yeah. is wild. Why does he? Why does that sound to me like it's a punishment? Like you have to do it over cow dung instead of human dung. When look, if I have to cook over any sort of dung, <laughs> human's the lowest on that think list. Think about um, the movie The Help when she baked that pie. Oh yeah! <laughs> oh, that was, have you ever seen that? No, the help. No, yeah. oh, it's she, a very good she makes a pie, a chocolate pie, and she puts her own poop in it and gives her it to really? the, the white woman that is running the house. Yeah. Wow. Later on, she's Played got by like Bryce all these Dallas blisters on her face, and yeah, yeah. it's basically a Tarantino revenge flick, but with baking. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> yes, that's when, it. When was this? 
Oh, hell? it's not that long ago. Yeah. It's, oh, oh, it wasn't long. Yeah, ago. Okay. what? Uh, maybe it was ten years ago. I can't remember, but it's I mean, a modern movie and very in a very good one. <clears throat> it's wonderful to watch. You should watch yeah. it. It's a very good. Sounds movie. great. <laughs> so here, let's try to find the context of that. Talk about on, speaking of context. Cooking on the poo. Uh, by the way, that was a Disney book that went out the window. It didn't work too well. Cooking with poo. <laughs> you. Dutch. <laughs> <laughs> Another she bear that doesn't wear pants. <laughs> you, you human one, take a brick, put it in front of you, and draw the city of Jerusalem on it. Prepare the siege, build a wall, construct ramps, set up army camps, and place battering rams all around. Take an iron plate and set it up as an iron wall between you and the city. Face it directly. When it is under siege like this, press hard against it. This is a sign for the house of Israel. Now lie on your left side and set the guilt of the house of Israel on it. For the length of time that you lie on your side, you will bear their punishment. I appoint to you 390 days, one day for each year of their guilt. So you will bear the punishment of the house of Israel. When you have completed these days, lie on your right side to bear the guilt of the house of Judah. I appoint 40 days to you, one day for each year. With your arms stretched out, face the siege of Jerusalem directly in prophecy against it. I've now bound you with cords so that you can't turn from one side to the other until you have completed the days of your siege. You gather some wheat and barley, beans and lentils and millet and spelt. Put them in a bowl and make your bread from them. Wow. Have you guys ever heard of Ezekiel 4-9 bread? You can buy it in the freezer section. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. There it is. Oh, you. No. <laughs> Guess what, folks? There's a little bit more to that. <laughs> you gather some wheat and barley, beans and lentils and millet and spelt. Put them in a bowl and make your bread from them. Eat it during the 390 days that you lie on your side. At fixed times, you will eat your food by weight, 14 ounces a day. You will also ration your water by measure, fixing a sixth of a hen at fixed times each day. Eat it like barley bread and bake it on human excrement while they watch. The Lord says, in this same way, the Israelites will eat their unclean bread among the nations where I am scattering them. So, the, in, so that's what's going on is he's showing Yeesh. them an image of a siege and what it's going to be like for them. And so they probably had to cook their food over human dung. Yes, it had Dried nothing dung. else to burn. I know people, I, I knew people burned cow dung. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. I didn't mm-hmm. know that all forms of excrement were acceptable fire fuel. Yeah. That's I don't thing. think it is acceptable. It's the only thing they have in the well, siege. I mean, I didn't know it would burn at all. Not, <laughs> oh, that, I see. not that I think it's encouraged. I think dried poop burns, period, right? I guess. Uh, if you put uh, it in a bag, any of it'll burn. <laughs> <laughs> On somebody's porch. Wow. Usually it's dog poo, not human poo. <laughs> like, Unless you're my kids. Dang it, Bobby. Why are you pooping in the bag? It's like I'm playing a trick on everybody. Yes. What else you got, Billy? Uh, This is Exodus 4, 24 and 26. At a lodging place on the way, the Lord met Moses and was about to kill him. But Zephariah took a flint knife, cut off her son's foreskin, and touched Moses' feet with it. Surely you are a bridegroom of blood to me, she said. So the Lord let him alone. Yeah, so in that, basically, they hadn't hadn't circumcised their child. Zipporah was um from Ethiopia. And so she was she wasn't from the the land of the Jews. So she didn't necessarily follow the follow the Abrahamic covenant, which was to any male child on the eighth day that should be circumcised. Okay. And so because they didn't, then God was um the Lord met Moses and was going to kill him. So Zipporah took a sharp edge flint stone and cut off her son's foreskin. But it says in the common English Bible, then she touched Moses' genitals. 
Or his feet. It says or, or his, his feet. feet. <laughs> like, well, which one was which, it? <laughs> which one's cleaner there, pal? <laughs> what, what, I mean, what? he touched wow. his genitals or his feet. I mean, that's what it says. Uh, I'd be yeah. really curious. <laughs> maybe I said Strong's Concordance this one. Strong's Concordance. So 420 is Exodus 424 in the Strong's Concordance. Let's see what it has to say. Yeah, it's a little bit of a translation problem when you yeah. can't tell the difference between <laughs> genitals <laughs> and feet. Uh, you know... <laughs> And then he massaged her feet. <laughs> <laughs> and then she kicked him right in the feet. Right in, in the, the secrets. In the secrets. In the secrets. <laughs> yeah. yeah. My secrets are dirty. Meaning my feet or my genitals. <laughs> regel. Regel. The Hebrew word regel. Uh, from H7270. A foot as used in walking by implication. A step by euphemistically the pudinda. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but they do in the phrase. In the phrase, they use it for piss. This word can be used as toes, what? footstool, legs. Nothing about the genitals, though. So, <laughs> so I think the guys, piss is somebody close. on the Common English. <laughs> somebody in the ESV was like, "Let's spice this up." Yeah, Common English Bible. They're like, you know what? Uh, I bet you touched English. his balls. <laughs> <laughs> you know, jeez. What else you got there, Billy? Uh, um, let's see. So as you're doing that, Proverbs 31.6, as a dog returns to its vomit, so a fool repeats his folly. That's a good one. Context yeah. or no. Yeah. Yeah, it's a good one. Yeah. yeah. You ever watch the dog return to its vomit? Oh, oh yeah. I have, yes. Yeah. We have two two dogs that are ours and one that's a foster. And uh, worse than that is that if you hear a cat horking, you have to beat the dog to the cat's vomit. <laughs> Oh, That's, so you, you got the sick animals that eat other animals' vomit? Oh, no, no, no. They're not sick. They just know it's free cat food. <laughs> <laughs> they're fine. No, they're fine. And so are the cats. Cats just hork sometimes. Cats occasionally just vomit a hairball or something. But no, the dogs are, yeah, just fine. They just know <laughs> they know a free meal when they hear it coming. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, <laughs> oh nasty. <laughs> So what you got? Hold on. I'm still looking. Well, while you're still looking, here's one for you. I love this one about that Ethiopian woman again. So this is from Numbers 21, 12, verse 1. Wait, the foreskin lady? No. Yeah, the foreskin lady. Uh, okay. And Miriam and Aaron spake against Moses because of the Ethiopian woman whom he had married, for he had married an Ethiopian woman. For <laughs> <laughs> The redundancy of it, because it's like, look what the author is basically trying to say to you. I'm going to read it again. Here we go. It says, and Miriam and Aaron spake against Moses because of the Ethiopian woman whom he had married, for he had married an Ethiopian woman. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like whatever, like Eddie Murphy. I don't look, man. Went back in the day, like when he did Delirious and Raw. I mean, he was pretty hard, and he was hard. Like he would joke about the does about, not stand up. P.S. Yeah. Raw? Nope. It doesn't stand up no. now. It doesn't. Oh, no. Because he said, Awful. you know, I make fun of homosexuals because they're homosexuals. <laughs> <laughs> and they're like, okay, you know, you're that like, does not stand. There. No, and no. It's rough to we try watching that Yeah, now. he's, he's a super apologetic it'll, today. It'll make, it'll make you crawl out of your own chair. It's cringeworthy, it's isn't cringy. it? It's cringy. Yeah. That and Richard Pryor. No, yeah. Richard that, Pryor is like that hour. Richard Pryor's like 
King Hour. Oh, that stand that stands. Yeah. That yeah. stands. It doesn't it doesn't have the same, yeah. That's that's a good hour. But not so much on Raw. No, no, no. But his leather suit, it stands. Yes, that's right. All by itself. Probably today. without him, yeah. <laughs> what you got, Billy? You pretty much covered the is it better to live alone in the desert with a crabby complaining wife. <laughs> that's Proverbs twenty one nineteen. What is Proverbs do you have a problem with wives? It might be. I, I think so, yeah. Whoever written by Solomon, correct? Some of them. Most of them were. Most yeah. of them written by Solomon. Who had multiple mm-hmm. wives. <laughs> 700 wives and 300 concubines. I think Cherry is drilling down to the center of this one. Yeah. <laughs> Who was really at fault here? The yeah. women or you? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know what they say. There's a common denominator, yeah. right? Yeah. Takes yeah. two to tango. Yeah. 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 Or, or 700. takes 701 to tango. <laughs> <laughs> A 700 wives, they're all mean. <laughs> None of them like me. Yeah. I can't do anything right. No worries. Oh, yeah. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Okay, you keep you go You go with one. Let me... From Genesis. There's several from Genesis. Oh, yeah. It's just old okay. culture. Okay. Onan knew that the offspring would not be his. So when he went into his brother's wife, he wasted his seed on the ground in order not to give offspring to his brother. But what he did was displeasing in the sight of the Lord. So he took his life also. That's there's a lot happening. That, there. That's a lot. That's yeah, a lot. Yeah. You need Basically, to slow down and read a, that again. According to the culture, what happened, Onan's brother had died and he was married to this woman. And by their culture, if she didn't have children, that it would be the brother's job to help her get children for the posterity for his brother so that they could keep the land that they were given. Ah. And so okay, okay. what happened was Onan he didn't want to fulfill the whole duty. He didn't want to give her the posterity, but he didn't mind getting his rocks off. He was. That's what happened. Yeah. And it was the, this was in ancient literature. This is the first time we ever hear of a pullout. Wow. Is that, is that the world's first recorded? I, mean, I don't remember Homer mentioning anything in his Odyssey. I don't know. I'd have to reread it. And the uh, very sirens few, are like, oh, very few pullouts. Please don't pull out. <laughs> I don't think that's what they were saying. No. no. <laughs> so he just seeded the ground right there. Yeah, so he just spilled, <laughs> and he just spilled his seed on the ground. <laughs> This is pre-Shakespeare, oh, man. This is pretty dear. wild. Pre-Shakespeare. It's awful. Yeah. Seated. That's just gross sounding. Like, <laughs> I don't know. While you're looking for that, I got some, I got this. Uh, so it says, and there was a great famine in Samaria as they besieged it until a donkey's head was sold for 80 shekels of silver and the fourth part of a cab of dove's dung for five shekels of silver. A cab of dove's dung? Yep, dove's dung. I guess it's like an English measurement system where like a, there's a two cratchits to a flonk or whatever. <laughs> this is, uh, let's see, where was this from? This was Second Kings 6.25. Let me read this in the common English. Second Kings 6.25. So uh, evidently he wanted some dove dung. He might, maybe he wanted a small fire. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I guess that's the common theme, isn't it? Yeah. We burn the poop. <laughs> yeah. Hmm. I don't know. 80 shekels of silver. No matter how I read it, it just doesn't get any better. Basically, the siege was so bad that a donkey's head cost 80 coins of silver and dove's dung cost wow. five. 
Is this the, the same siege that the guy had to lay on his side? No, no. that was in Samaria. There, there's a lot of sieges in the Bible. Early Bible, lots of sieging. I'm glad I don't live in those times, Me for the too. record. Me too. I mean, although, if you were a prophet, you could bring out some she-bears for people talking about you being bald. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty harsh for just a little bit of maybe very mean-spirited teasing, but still. <laughs> right. <laughs> well, they stoned him to death for being disrespectful. <laughs> I've thought about it a time or two. I've thought about it. Yeah. <laughs> Here goes. Leviticus 20, okay. verse 15. And if a man lay with a beast, he shall surely be put to death, and ye shall slay the beast. <laughs> not the dude that lay with an the animal? beast. <laughs> yeah, is it an animal, or are we calling a, a whatever a beast? <laughs> it's probably that pig with the gold <laughs> ring in the nose. Yeah, that's her. <laughs> there she is. She that was a beautiful woman that did not have any discretion. <laughs> I always thought that was weird. You know, in the New Testament, whenever you read, I think it's John chapter 8, where it talks about the woman that was taken in the act of adultery. Did you ever notice that they never drug the man with her yep. over there? Like, it, basically, the story goes is that Jesus is out talking to his disciples, and suddenly the Pharisees bring up this naked woman. They've, they were like, Jesus, this woman was taken in the very act of adultery. The law says that we should stone her. What do you say? Right? And the law does say. But the problem was, where was the man <laughs> who was taken in the act of adultery? Like, what happened to that guy? Where was he? Yeah. Now I wait with bated breath. What was Jesus's determination in that? Exactly. He knelt down. That's a good question. He knelt down on the ground and he wrote in the sand. And they said, "Are you listening to me? This woman, the the law says that you have to stone her." And he stands up and he says, "Okay, he here who is without sin can cast the first stone." Yeah, there you go. That, yep, of course. And it said from the oldest to the youngest, they dropped the stones and walked away. Yeah, That's see? The law said just to stone her or stone them? Both. Yeah. And see, and that's the other thing. According for, you know, a lot of people think that it was just Christ was being compassionate, and he was, but also Christ fulfilled the law in his own flesh. So if the law said to stone someone and it had been legitimate, Christ could have picked up a stone. So because the man wasn't there and because he wasn't one of the witnesses, he couldn't stone her. He couldn't accuse her. So therefore, he couldn't take part in it. So they were trying to trick him and get him to be a part of it and see, will you follow the law or not? But he was following the law. And then when the woman gets up, he, he looks at the woman and he says, woman, where are your accusers? And she says, there aren't any. And he says, neither do I accuse you because he couldn't. Neither do I accuse you. Go and sin no more. In other words, don't get caught doing that again. <laughs> yeah. You know, probably so, not working out for you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Keep your hands off the secrets. Yeah. <laughs> What you or got? Keep it in secret and don't let people get you. <laughs> yeah, hey, there One you go. Yeah, Cherry's got keep it figured out. Keep the secret out. secret. So, what else so, you got? Uh, so, there was zero women that wrote any chapters in the Bible. What about the uh, pseudepigrapha? Was there any of that? No. Any of the big, well-known ones written by women? No. Well, isn't the, there a Gospel of Mary? There is. So, a there's a non-canonical books. Yeah, women were second-class citizens, so they didn't oh, accept yeah. them. Yeah. And so, the Gospel of Mary. Uh, the Gospel of Mary Magdalene. Mary Magdalene was pretty much Jesus's closest disciple, honestly. Um, in fact, I think is it. It's also in maybe it's Luke chapter eight. It tells you something very interesting about women in regard to Christ's ministry. There was also one I lost while you're looking for that. One there was there was a streaker. Um, 
<laughs> and I can't find it. Um, and low unto the stickball game. Yeah, yeah. I mean, was it the just, guy running around in the tombs? Naked close to that, yeah. Because I, I think they, uh, they, they, they think it may have been Mark. It could oh, have been Mark. Okay, so that's, uh, yeah, that's at the end of. I think it's uh, John. No, Mark. It's in the it's in the yeah, Gospel of Mark. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's yeah. after they grab Jesus and they're taking him off to be in front of the chief priest. Bingo, we got a streaker. Yep. Yep. And they pull off his clothes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And in my side study, I say it's Lazarus. Of course you do. Yeah, well, the reason. <laughs> <laughs> do you we, know need why? To, we need to make a little song. Blame Lazarus. <laughs> <laughs> I just I'm messing with you, Rick. I know you yeah. are, but the truth is, you know, why would this guy be wearing a linen cloth? They all didn't wear linen, this this white linen like he was wearing. It was unusual back then. Either that or he was, he was an Essene, which is what they used to wear. All right, so in Luke chapter 8, soon afterward, he went on through cities and villages, proclaiming and bringing the good news of the kingdom of God, talking about Jesus, and the 12 are with him, and also some women who had been healed of evil spirits and infirmities, Mary called Magdalene, from whom seven demons had gone out, and Joanna, the wife of Chusa, Herod's household manager, and Susanna, and many others who provided for them out of their means. Did you catch that? So the women were the ones that were basically funding Christ's ministry. Huh. Oh. You know, but they were second-class citizens. And so the disciples would have never let them have any kind of power. But yeah, there are books that were written by women, but they were absolutely shunned. They didn't yeah. allow them. Yeah. You know, and considered non-canonical. And with the way Cherry's looking at me, I can't blame him. <laughs> <laughs> Cherry gives me a lot of looks, but they're usually like knowing looks. I get a lot of like knowing side glances that are always very entertaining to me. <laughs> yeah, here, here's another one. Genesis 22. Now it came after the about after these things that it was told Abraham saying, Behold, Milcah also has borne children to your brother Nahor. Uz, his firstborn, and Buzz, his brother. Uz and Buzz. Uz and Buzz. Uz and Buzz. I love it. Wow, that sounds awfully redneck for the Bible. <laughs> that was in uh, southern Palestine. Yeah. It's real plain compared to some of the names in there. <laughs> it's true. They yeah. had a wagon yeah, this, where this is... just the front hasp was jacked up. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that yeah, is very bizarre. It's not isn't a it? top biblical name, Buzz. Yeah, Buzz. Buzz. yeah. I call him Noah, but not Buzz. So, did you find your other one? Uh, I'm, I'm lost. Yeah, I can't find it. All right, so here's some fake, funny Bible verses okay. to finish this one up. Fake? What do you mean by they're, they're these, not real? These, oh, these are what you've made up. These are not real. Well, not just me, but somebody did. It says, "Let those among you who are without sin be the first to throw the stone." Okay. The crowd looked at Jesus, believing he had a very good point. Then Jesus picked up a stone. <laughs> <laughs> because he could. <laughs> oh goodness. <laughs> <laughs> Let there be sound, and there was sound. Let there be light, and there was light. Let there be drums, and there were drums. Let there be an electric guitar, and there was a guitar. Oh, yeah. Let there be rock. <laughs> I'm going to spell up the, the soul. All right. God said unto John, Come forth and receive eternal life. But John came in fifth and won a toaster. <laughs> <laughs> uh. 
In the beginning, there was nothing, and it was dark. And then God created light so that man would be able to see the toilet. <laughs> oh. <laughs> and we still miss it, right, Cherry? Yeah. Right. yeah. I mean, what the heck? So. <laughs> yeah. In, in my own bathroom, Holly wrote, <laughs> it's not for me. It was already there. <laughs> it says, I aim to please. Please aim for me. <laughs> so. And thou shalt keep this last commandment close, that thou shalt not create more Bible verses. <laughs> if a man doth need to piss, he must first lift the seat, so as not to leave a residue on it. This is evil in the sight of his wife. <laughs> if a man doth need to do number two, do not lift the seat up. He must leave the seat down, and when he is finished, he must light the match. <laughs> Oh, no. But the dung's not ready to burn then. No, no. no. <laughs> it's not no. dry enough. No, no. You got to give it a little. T- everybody knows. You got you to get that out. Let it dry. <laughs> I, can't, I just can't even imagine being in a city where you've burned through so much crap that y- stuff <laughs> that at some point you need to start burning the crap just to cook oh my god how do you cook over a dung fire there's no way that's not the worst thing ever it reminds me of that scene from uh uh, jarhead you know uh, you've never saw it it's not it's a marine movie right yeah it's not that great but there he's assigned gyllenhaal yeah he's assigned to uh burn dung and he pulls the the buckets it's you know it's barrels it's been cut off and he pulls the barrels out of the uh, Porty Johns that have been made, and he just pours diesel in it and then lights them on fire. But these babies are fresh, you know, so this it just reminds me of that. I was trying to think of a, a dung movie, a dung-burning movie. <laughs> yeah. So, But anyway. Well, I, I can't imagine, like, cooking over a dung fire. Like, <laughs> That's like... <laughs> Could you say, honey, this smells great? Yeah. <laughs> Oh yeah, dung flavored. <laughs> yeah, let's let's mix a proverb with the dung thing. So, um, never complain to a wife <laughs> that your food tastes like crap when you've cooked over a dung fire. Corals and wife. Let savory smell. Let not ye who cooks with dung complain of the flavor. <laughs> <laughs> I think. That sounds, you know, <laughs> you could probably word it a little better, but it, I, I wonder if the food would give you gas. Oh. Oh. All right, so here's my last one. Eat this bread, for it is my body. Drink this wine, for it is my blood. Eat this Cheeto, for it is spray painted styrofoam. <laughs> <laughs> I, I just lifted this one from a meme that's going around oh, right, good. right now, but it's like, so how many communions do you have to take before you've eaten a whole Jesus? <laughs> <laughs> that's true. <laughs> you think about it. Yeah. God. So the teacher asked little Johnny, she said, this is a math problem. She said, if you have a dollar and you ask your father for a dollar fifty, how much money will you have? And Johnny says, dollar. She said, I'm sorry, you failed the quiz. He said, you don't know my father. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good one. Oh, it's not bad. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks everybody for listening to this <laughs> week's edition of the Burrows of Berea. <laughs> we are, uh, we're coming back next week. We're going to get into the side study of the mystery of the gospel. And I have got, it is 
action-packed. It really is something else. Good. And everything that we've learned about the divine counsel and Satan actually falls into place on the mystery. That's I fun. sent that to you today, Cherry. Did you read it? I hadn't read it yet. Yeah, wait till you get to the end of it. Notice what it says about the heavenly beings. It's pretty interesting. So we'll be getting into that. And then uh, when we get back with Billy and Ralph, we're going to finish the resurrection. Uh, we have the final episode, which we have not done yet, once we finish the resurrection. And then we're going to get into the Olivet Discourse. And I'm going to do that every. It's not going to be just a side study. It's actually going to be the rest of the season. The Olivet Discourse is when Jesus talks about the end of the world or the end of the age. And it is fascinating. It really is. So we're going to get into that and finish out season one. So thanks for listening, guys. We'll talk to you next time. Thanks, Billy. Thanks, Cherry. Thanks, Andy. See ya. Thanks, Rick. See ya. See ya. I'm like Kevin James. I just want to be able to brush my teeth so where my boobs don't jiggle. Right. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that's all I'm after. Oh.